Welcome to Chick Chat with Unapologetically Karen, the podcast for women by women. I'm Karen Webb, architect, author, entrepreneur, creative junkie, and your host. Chick Chat is your resource for building your big, bold, and beautiful feminine life. So join me for some eye-opening and jaw-dropping dialogue that has people talking. Our guest today is Terry J. She is the cowgirl shaman. She enjoys a solid reputation as an intuitive, medium, animal communicator, and more. She is also renowned as a medical and veterinary intuitive. She regularly talks to people and pets who have passed in the course of her work, particularly when helping people deal with the loss of a loved one. Along with her work on the other side, Terry also works with people who have communication disorders such as autism, Alzheimer's, traumatic brain injuries, people who are comatose, and babies who have just not yet learned to talk. She is adept at remote viewing and sensing, and her readings produce amazing results and really incredible details. Terry also believes that we all have these abilities, and she has written three books that can teach everyone how to develop the intuitive abilities they were actually born with. She recently appeared in the Peacock series, Paul T. Goldman, where her intuitive abilities helped Paul with his personal issues. I am so delighted to have you, Terry. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. It's really exciting. Great. And, um, I love the fact that you have three books. We're going to talk. We're going to talk kind of about everything that you do, but that the three books. What I like too is that they're all kind of a different um, focus. So all of you out there that love reading as much as I do, and you might be in our book club, these will be great. So let's kind of get started. So Terry, where did you first learn you kind of had this gift? Or I guess I should say your intuitive abilities are more developed than the rest of us. Yeah. Um, it was way back in 1990, I was doing a horseback therapy program with disabled kids. And I picked a kid up out of his wheelchair and put him on the back of one of my horses. And he said, ouch, I have a cramp in my hip. And I looked at him and I said, you have a cramp? Well, here, sit this way. It'll take the cramp out. And he said, hey, you can hear me. I said, well, of course I can hear you. It didn't dawn on me at the time that he was completely nonverbal. So we continued with our session and him and I were yippy yapping about school and the school play and his little girlfriend and just all kinds of stuff that had nothing to do with horseback riding. So I took him off the horse and put him back in his wheelchair and he went back to class and the gal that was helping me, she said, boy, he's sure talking great. I said, well, he's very bright just because he has CP doesn't necessarily mean he has any cognitive issues. And she looked at me and she said, Terry. He didn't say a word. He can't, remember? Wow. Yeah, and if I was a horse, I would have done a buck fart snort because when they're spooked, they do all three of those things at the same time. It's hilarious to watch. Wow. That is amazing, though. Okay. How old was this kid? Um, I think he was about seven, eight, maybe yeah. nine. Interesting. Not, not very old. Was so, that really the first time you had that experience? Yeah, the only other time I'd had a weird experience is when my um, husband passed. And I went into the living room and he smoked um, White Owl miniature cigars. Mm-hmm. And there was smoke hanging in the air. Oh, wow. And, and that has a very distinctive smell. 
And and then he gave me some messages, but you know, I didn't know what happened when you died, and I was all spooked by it. So, uh, you know, I just sort of went, okay, that was weird. Let's forget that happened. You know, right. Just, right. Down to earth Nevada cowgirl. I don't do woo woo stuff at all. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, so tell us tell us a little bit more. Um, what your that has all developed into a career for you, into a yeah. kind of um, you know, work that is really helping people. Tell us a little bit, like how that works, what's your day to day or what kind of animals do you communicate with and why? Well, I do everything except predictions and police work. I don't like doing police work because of the negativity attached to it. Yeah. A lot of people do love it. They love solving crimes. Uh, that is not me. I cannot take the negativity. Um, and, and the only other thing I won't do is predictions because Knowing about the law of attraction, I believe predictions are unethical. Because even if I saw something fantastic happening for you and told you something that you were working really hard at, you'd quit working at it. You'd go, well, Terry said it was going to happen, so I can just sit here and do nothing. Yeah, I can just coast now and wait for it. Right. And the same thing if I saw something bad, like, oh, watch out for white Mm. vans in traffic. Oh my God, God. you were focused on white, (laughs) you'd have an accident, you'd attract that accident, right? So true, interesting. So so predictions are totally unethical, nobody should be doing them, and the sad part is, is that's what everybody wants, they don't want empowerment. They want to know what the future will hold. That's so interesting, you're right. You're right, so they want the answers because they're, you know, there's lack of clarity or uncertainty for them. Um, or disempowerment. Or disempowerment. And so your goal is more to empower them with the intuitive tools? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. That's a really good way of putting it. <laughs> okay. So so people call you because they are frustrated or having an issue with their pet? Um, well, I do everything. So it can be um, dogs, cats, horses, exotics. And, and usually what happens is they'll start a reading on an animal and then guidance will say, hey, they've got a serious problem about this, like a health issue or something. And so then I have to, you know, shift and go, okay, are you open to talking about this? Because right. I always ask permission. Right. You don't just dump stuff on people. Right. Um, giving um, ambush readings is, again, unethical. People shouldn't do that. I get right. stuff when Which I'm makes out. Sense. I get stuff when I'm out. I hear dead people and... And uh, get all kinds of information for people. And I just, you have to keep your mouth shut. You, it's unethical to just drop stuff on people. You don't know where they are emotionally if they're right. um, if they're in a place where they can accept the information. Right. They may not be able to handle it or may not really want to know that. Yeah, I, right. I could see that. Um, yeah, absolutely. So what is the, first of all, the strangest or most just bizarre pet or animal that you have communicated with? I would have to say elephants. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. And do they, yes. are they as smart and never forget, like they say? Oh, my goodness. They're so smart. When I watch movies of them and hear the rumbling, I cry because really? you can just, oh, it's just so poignant for me. Really? Just the love they have, the knowledge they have, they're so intelligent. And the wow. terror they go through in the wild is just, it's horrific. So um, talking with elephants is really fun. And they're very smart. 
And it's almost like they're testing you to see if you're really getting it. Huh. You know, not very many animals do that, but they really, so, they'll test you. Like really? Give you so give me, an ex- give me an example. Oh, one, one actually showed me the picture of another elephant with a name. And I, because of hearing humans call that elephant a name. And so I gave that name back and the elephant was like, all right, you got this. Oh, how funny. Okay. Yeah, that was, it was really interesting. All right. She's real. She can really hear me. So and, when you and, hear them, do you hear like, if it's a male elephant, does it sound like a male voice? Does it sound like no, no voice? What does it sound like? It, it's it's different. A lot of it is impressions. A lot of it is impressions. So you know, visual you, impressions. It's a visual image, a taste, a smell, a sound, oh, wow. a feeling. Okay. Okay. It can be tactile. It can be emotions, um, pain. I get a lot of pain from animals. You know mm-hmm. that that you know people think animals just get old. No, they're in pain. They've yeah. got arthritis just like us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so it's 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 pretty fun to do that and. Um, um, what's so fascinating to me is when I'm working on the animal and we're dealing with, you know, like a competition issue with a barrel horse or something. And the, 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 the owner is going, I'm so worried about the horse because they had a tendon injury and I want to know if that tendon's okay. And the, the horse goes, I'm so worried about my human because she's got grief. Oh. Somebody died. They're very sad. And so you've got to shift to the human yes. and deal with the human's issues. Wow. It happens That's every amazing. time almost. Yeah. And now are you usually standing there with the animal, talking to the owner instead or on the phone? How do, how do most of your readings go? I would say 99.9% of my readings are by phone. Wow. Interesting. And I prefer it. And people go, can we FaceTime? Can we Zoom? No. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> no, because I, I don't want the distractions of the physical, especially with horses. I've, you know, I've been riding since I was nine. I'm not going to tell you how many years that is. That's a long yeah. time. And so you, you judge, you, you know, you've got eyes and you look at a, a horse, you're going to judge. Right. And I would much rather do it by feel, by energetic yeah. feel. Oh, how interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and, and there's no distractions. You're not distracted. You know, right. By, you can I mean, just focus yeah. on that. Like my horses, if I go to try to talk to my horses, they're in my face. They're trying to give me a facial. They're doing yeah. my zipper. <laughs> and they're like yes. flypaper. I talk to people and they go, I can't catch my horse. I'm like, really? Put cookies in your pocket. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, that's funny. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and, and what do you typically see that people are just having an issue with the animal or just want to know their animal better? What usually compels them to go to you? With horses, it's usually, um, an issue with competition. Mm, I do a okay. lot of barrel horses. I have a lot of professional barrel racers who are my clients and ropers and team ropers. And I've even done some bucking bulls. So wow. they weren't, they weren't bucking as good as they should. And, and what did uh, they you tell know, you? What did that? Uh... Their back hurts. Their back hurts. <laughs> yeah. So they got chiropractic and acupuncture, you know, they do it in a shoot. So everybody's pretty much safe. Yeah. And, uh, and they, cause they love their job. You cannot make a buck and bull buck if it doesn't want to buck. And half the time the buzzer goes off and they quit. You know, they just go, okay, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh my gosh. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So they love their jobs. They really do. That's and, great. Um, so I do a lot of competition horses with dogs. 
uh, unfortunately, a lot of what I do is pre-grief counseling. Mm. You know, it's my dog is on its last legs. I want to know how much pain it's in. Is there anything else I can be doing? I don't want to euthanize him, but I don't think this is fair. So I really help them from the animal's perspective to see where that animal is. Which is so helpful because I, oh, okay. I mean, I, I love dogs and I've, I've always had dogs, um, but I've had in the past had to put two that were, you know, just on their last legs and had to put them down because they were in so much pain or, but it is such a difficult decision. You so wish you could ask your animal, are you okay with this? Are you in that much pain? Do you want me to, you know, to make this better? It, it would be, it's really tough. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to have that that feedback from what they're thinking. And it's really interesting because like I had one gal that had a horse that had Cushing's and she just was giving the medication wrong. Oh gosh. How so? How did that? Well, because she was like trying to grind up the pills and put it, you know, make a powder and she wasn't able to disguise it. And I told her, Hey, they dissolve in water. Oh, how funny. How funny. Add a little unsweetened <laughs> applesauce. You know, I've been yeah. through that. I'm on my third or fourth Cushing's horse, so I've been Really? There. Wow. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, so, you know, just helpful hints like that because I'm really, really old. And so I've been around the block a few times with animals. <laughs> you don't look really, really old. Oh, okay, I don't know about that. that so. <laughs> um, okay, so let's... let's uh, first then chat about the three books that you have because they are, um, I'll, I'll go through them for those of you listening, that Cowgirl Shaman um, Way. So the first one's called Cowgirl Shaman Way, Seven Easy Steps to Develop Your Intuitive Ability. So tell us that. So we are all born with this intuitive ability is, is your understanding, right? Yes. We're all born with intuition, clairvoyance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and claircognizance. Clair just means clear. So we have clear seeing, clear hearing, clear feeling, clear knowing. We all have all of it, plus intuition. And we're yes. all born telepathic. And we that to it me off is amazing. Childhood. And now what, okay, so are we all born with the same level, equal level of, of this kind of ability or not? I think so, unless you okay. have serious cognitive issues, you know, we're born brain damaged or something. And what causes it to shut down? Do, is it something we do or what causes it to shut down? And- I think it's, it's usually parental people around you saying, mm-hmm. you know, th- that's not true. You know, you point, the yeah. little kid points to the wall and says, grandpa, grandpa, you know, grandpa's in heaven. They try to turn the kid around, but grandpa, grandpa, and they're pointing to the wall. No, grandpa's in heaven. And then the, the, the kid goes, okay, so maybe it's not grandpa. Maybe I'm not seeing right. it. They start doubting what they're seeing and hearing and feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So they, they end up shutting shutting it off or turning it off. Do you think babies um, have a clear picture of it because it's not yet been, you know, kind of it hasn't uh, been shut off, right? So they it's interesting. So they do they see them more and they hear them more, right? Absolutely. I, I actually have a client whose granddaughter now comes in and says, "Okay, this horse." has a boo-boo, you know, she's a toddler. Wow. And she says, this horse has a boo-boo and this hurts. So can you please make her feel better? And sure enough, they'll go out there and find out that this horse, in that fact, has a right. problem. Wow. Yeah. That's so her, luckily, their whole family is, you know, they've been clients for years and years, the whole family. 
And so they know, don't shut this off. Right. You know, right. you have to make it appropriate. And, you know, you tell kids, don't do this at school. Don't yeah. do this at school. Yeah, yeah. You know, Let's say that. People don't home. understand this, you know, <laughs> but so don't true. do that at school. But you can, you know, you can, you can do it at home and with us. And yeah, absolutely. And now, so give us an idea what some of the steps are. So let's say we have kind of lost touch with our ability. How does one kind of reconnect to it? What are some things to sort of nurture and, you know, um, and help that to evolve? I think it's really important to learn to meditate. Um, If you can't meditate because you fall asleep, then do something like chanting. There's lots of different types of chanting that you can do. I've been a Buddhist since I was 16, and so I do Nam-myoho, Renge-kyo, that one. Um, And that one really raises your vibration, raises your frequency so that you can perceive better. Um, And and it's really important to learn to ground. You know, when I do my workshops, that is the, I tell them, if you don't do anything else, read through the book one time, Mm -hmm. but learn to ground to where you know you're grounded because you feel different when you're grounded. Yes, yes. And, no, that, and that I think, is the most important thing. And then, you know, getting out of ego. Ego means easing God out. Don't mm. have a need to be right. Because that that will just kill this ability. You know, if you go, oh, look at me. I'm the dog and pony show for real. Yeah. Then yeah. You're not, you're not no. going to get stuff. No, that's not grounded. And that's not no. authentic intuition there. Yeah. And then yeah. I, I have a specific way of learning to make a connection. You know, you do um, heart chakra to heart chakra and then third eye to heart chakra. Well, it's a point of physics. Again, physics. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have three points, energy can flow. So you bring the light through the top of your head and it, it goes down to your heart, to their heart, and then back to your third eye. Ah, I see. And then so the shortest part is in your body between your third eye and your heart. And that connection works really good. I mean, sometimes people go, whoa, because they can actually feel it. It's so powerful. Oh, wow. Okay. And you explain that in this book. Oh, yeah. It's in all of the books. Okay. And then the second book is Intuitive Communication, right? Yes, that's correct. And the third is the physics of mediumship. So mm-hmm. so through those books, you really get the sense of the tools to use. Do you work with people to develop those tools? I love to do that. That's one of my most favorite thing. And I do private workshops. I've had people come here, you know, to where I am in Minden, Nevada, and actually, you know, sit with them for three hours and work with them. And I have them do readings on my dog, my horses. Really? Oh, how oh, neat. Yeah. And yeah, you can tell you know, if it's happening or not because you can oh, yeah. read it too, right? So yeah, yeah, you know, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's kind of bullshit. Or you, <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> right. And then the other thing is, is that um, just by reading the books, you can learn to do it. What what kind of frosts my pumpkin is that I've I've looked at other people's material, you know, just to see, you know, yeah. was my different? Is it yeah. weird? And I have never found anyone else's training material that does the most important part of this, which is learn to listen faster. Hmm. Because when you're doing the communication, it's telepathic. So if you're talking to a dead person, a horse, a dog, it sounds like this mentally. Hey, did you? Uh, oh. oh, what about? Uh, oh, do you? Oh, should? Oh, it's that <laughs> fast. Well, if you got to get into your whole question, and if you watch some of the ghost shows, I always laugh at those because they go, why are you stuck? Right, right, right. <laughs> why are you? And if they're doing these long, drawn-out, hooky-fooky questions, I they've see. already missed it. You know? Yes. Okay. Interesting. 
Um, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because it does. I think our mouths and making words move slower than our brain does. So Mine you're right. If it, is, if it is telepathically, you're going to pick all that up sooner. Plus, animals are telepathic. That's how they communicate with each other. Right. I know. I always wonder, my two dogs, like, how are you telling him to do that? But yeah, and they're not barking. They're not even making nope. noises. But So it is all telepathic. Yeah, so you can, can you, even watch him. You can watch him when I go, I'm going to get your ball. No, you're oh, not. Oh, yeah, I'm completely. Get your ball. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> and then yeah. you can watch him do that. Yeah, that's so true. Um, yeah, I, I love dogs. We've got two. Um, Callie is the little one and Poncho, although Callie's older, but, uh, she's a, an 11 pound multi-poo and yeah, she's a doll and usually comes to work with me. Not here today in case she would bark during this and then it's not such a good recording. Um, and then Poncho is younger, but he's a labradoodle. He's a little bit bigger. He's, he kind of thinks he runs the show, but (laughs) how how old is the labradoodle? He is now three. He is a reincarnation of a dog you had that passed. Is he really? Yes. That so I had just, or that my husband had? Either. You know? Okay. It could be either. Yeah. Oh, interesting. But he's definitely a reincarnation. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> really? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And It's very um, strong. And what kind of dog was it before? Anyway, oh, I have no idea. Okay. That's but what he's, he's telling me. Okay. So he's I connected to him through you. Interesting. And he's going, he's going, let her know. Let her know. He's trying to heal your heart, that grief you had from losing the, the dog. Really? Yeah. Interesting. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh, I will. I know. Because I, I feel like I already communicate with that. And it's so oh, funny sure. that they've developed little things to communicate back to me. Like, I ask them a question. They have a way to answer yes now. Oh, yeah. Because like, I talk to them all the time. Like, they're people. But now you can, now you know to listen faster. You can just do it mentally. Yeah. Okay. So that's what, and then, and anything from Callie, are you getting anything from Oh, Callie thinks she's a human. Right. (laughs) She does think she's a human. That's so funny. I'm like, I'm always afraid to call her a dog. Like I go, yeah. oh, look, there's other dogs. And I, I you know, I want to, like, she'll want to look out the window and, oh my God, there's a dog. And she gets up to look. And sometimes I want to go see, there's another dog like you. And I, uh-uh, because <laughs> I think she's going to go, uh, I'm not a dog. You know that, right? I'm a it's person. It's really funny because she doesn't understand why she can't sit at the dinner table and eat with everybody. Yep. And if you have snacks, she should have all of the snacks. Oh, how funny. So yep. she's very, very demanding, very spoiled, but adorable. Yes, very spoiled is right. They both are, <laughs> you yep. know. That's why uh, they should very be. Very interesting. They should be. They are. Fur babies are just everything. Um, yeah. That is amazing, though. Okay. And um, any idea why sometimes she lets out a bark when she's in her crate? And we're like, Why? Um, probably to get out. Okay. Yeah. Figured that, but it's weird. It's a new thing. Yeah. I'm not loving it, but it's a new thing. Yeah. Because again, why would you put a, why would you put a human in a crate? Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is that. Okay. <laughs> True. Humans don't belong in uh, crates. No, it's funny. And she does go to, but it's funny if we have guests over, we'll have like a group of people. We're all having dinner, having fun. We play, um, uh, shuffleboard and and then she'll just look at me and she wanders off to her crate like it's bedtime I don't know if you all don't know it but I know it and I'm going to bed now <laughs> and, yeah. and then Poncho goes to his because he's like yeah. all right <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they control our lives oh yeah they do 
They definitely do. Um, so what is the strangest or the most helpful communication you've had with an animal? I, Any story you want to share with us? Oh, God, with the animals, there's too many. Can I share a human one? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. This, this started out as a lost cat reading. And okay. it was a friend in Hawaii and or client in Hawaii. Now she's a friend. And she she uh, made an appointment to find her lost cat. Well, as I'm getting ready to call her, I hear cat found. And I went, oh, okay, well, I'll call her and, you know, refund her payment. And and I, my guides start yelling at me, man sick, man sick. Huh. Went, okay. So I called her and I said, I hear you found your cat. She said, Terry, as the phone was ringing, the cat came in. Oh, how bizarre. Yeah. Wow. And I said, well, I heard it, you know, as I was getting ready to call you. And I said, I'm happy to refund your payment, but I'm hearing man sick. She goes, oh, yes, uncle is in the hospital with a ruptured brain aneurysm. Oh, goodness. They're asking to disconnect life support. And I said, well, do you want to talk to him? She said, do you do that? And I said, of course. And it was so cool because the minute I tuned into him, he was sitting on a fence. And I thought, and I heard that song, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Yes, you know, yes. Uh-huh. So funny. And oh, um, then he came up with all of these things that you get from someone who's still alive that you would never get from somebody who's deceased. It's like, my bills are right here. Please make sure somebody pays them and water the plants okay. and keep things going there. And um, so it was weird because they were very earthly, earthbound kinds of concerns, Mm -hmm. which because he was not dead, you would get earthly concerns. And so then I asked him, well, telepathically, while I have her on the phone, would you like your family to try energy healing to see if they can heal you? And he said, oh, sure, I'd love that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so we visited a little bit more, and um, he gave me some other things, some very specific things about his life. I smelled coffee, but it was like green. He's a coffee farmer. Oh. <laughs> I'm smelling green coffee beans. Wow. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. And uh, just some other thing details that there's no way I could have known. And um, they had energy healing done with somebody that I recommended, a distance healing. And he woke up out of the coma and went home. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yes. Wow. wow. Yes. That's very powerful. That's so en- energy healing is the wave of the future. It really is. You know, we just don't get the diseases, issues in the tissues. It's caused by stuck negative emotions. And so when the family was trying to help him heal energetically, like how did they do that? Well, they just made an appointment with the energy healer and the energy healer, you know, went to work just based on his name and location. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't even think anybody was on the phone talking with the healer while he did the healing, but obviously it worked. Yeah. He went home, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's amazing. That's a great story. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. There's There's tons with animals too, where, um, just like that horse that I was sharing about. And, you know, the gal was ready to put the horse down because couldn't get the medicine in and frustrated. And when we just solved all those problems of, you know, administering medication and making the horse feel better. So the horse had quality again. Right. And the horse is still here. Oh, that's nice. Very yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. It is sometimes so hard to figure out what they might need that um, I'm sure. Right. Yeah, that's very cool. That's why it's so important to to for everybody to learn to do this. And it's not woo woo. It's not scary. I still talk about it sometimes, and people go, "Oh, it's against the Bible." No, it's not. Mm -mm. 
you know? Yeah, I agree with you. It's not. It's, um, it's physics. Physics wasn't known exactly. when that book was written. It wasn't known. And so it is. It's, it's just sort of exchanges of energy, right? Yes, is that, exactly. exactly. And what's interesting is that, you know, I, I think, you know, they say we only use 2% of our brain. And I, I definitely, <laughs> right? Sometimes some it seems like less. Some yeah, exactly. Less. Some less. Let's revisit that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, some a whole lot less. But um, that that is the most that we use. And I, I truly believe a lot of that other 98% is intuition, is this ability to just, just through telepathy, understand what people are thinking and saying. And um, yeah, I've had so many things happen in my life where clearly there's something else going on. Clearly there's telepathic communication or I'm like, you know, kind of honing in on some communal information or knowledge and that, you know, you get the, the hint of it or the, like you said, you hear it or, you know, but developing, I think it's two things, developing the ability to distinguish between your intuitive voice and the other voices that are fear or whatever that just constantly overwhelm our heads. (laughs) Um, And then secondly, it's to believe it. Those are the two that, yeah. So, I mean, I've had them and I haven't acted on them and then wished I had. Right. So, you know, know. Karen, everybody has had the the situation where they think of somebody they haven't heard from in a long time. And all of a sudden the phone rings and it's them. Yeah. Everybody's done that. Yeah, absolutely. And so who sent who the signal? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was Mm -hmm. was it both? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. So everybody, Um, everybody's already doing it. It's just a matter of honing it so that you can use it. and, And it helps you have a, Happier, healthier, more abundant life. Now, do you think men and women uh, have this ability equally or not? They always say, you know, women's intuition. I'm going to be a little prejudiced here and say, I think women uh, have have a much stronger intuitive abilities just because of mother's intuition. I I think you're right. And that's why I was asking. I was just curious. But, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of work um, and, and some I'm writing a book and it's, it's about really about that. Yeah. That feminine spirit is so intuitive and I think society kind of poo-poo's it and, mm-hmm. you know, as woo-woo or whatever, as right. something not, you know, enough to really um, pay attention to, but yeah, I think it is. I think it's very powerful. Um, and I do think it comes, maybe it just comes more naturally to women and maybe you're right for motherhood or, you know, understanding babies before they can talk and, yeah, and especially when 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 women have a baby, oh my goodness, their intuitive abilities just go off the charts. Really, where they know that child's going to wake up, they go, "Oh, he's hungry," and the child's sleeping soundly, and they get ready to feed. Yep, because they know that child's going to wake up and, and be hungry. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, what kind of pets do you have, by the way? Right now, I have a sixteen-year-old dog. Oh, and nice. her, she's got cataracts and she's um, pretty hard of hearing, but her quality is so good. She gets a massage every three weeks. She gets chiropractic. She's on oh, pain supplements. Nice. And, Did she um, tell you she needed some hearing aids? <laughs> was it? No, I really, if she wasn't so old, I'd probably do her cataract surgery, but yeah, um, you know, it's 16. I don't know that I want to put her through that. I agree. But, but mm-hmm. she's full of piss and vinegar and bosses us around and <laughs> has to go out when we do chores. She's got to be out there with us. Right. And, uh, 
And then I have three halflingers. I'm a halflinger addict, but I don't go to meetings. I just collect. What them. is a halflinger? They're they're draft ponies. Oh, okay. And they're all palominos. They're gorgeous. Oh, wow. Are they they're just, big or normal size? Or I would say they're they're like stout ponies. Um, okay. We have one that's over pony size. She's um, 14, three. So 14, two and under is a pony. So she's over that. She's almost 15 hands. And then, and then I've got, you know, a gelding who's just a character. He knows how to bow. So um, we didn't teach him that. And so he bows for treats. Oh, how cute. Yes. And then we have one that um, I think my friend Linda, who passed, walked into her, did a walk-in, because she always threatened to uh, come back as one of my horses because they're so spoiled. <laughs> because overnight she changed, and now she picks up her dish when she's done eating and hands it to you. Really? She do- uh-huh. This she is does a horse. Zippers. Okay. Yes. She does zippers. She does Velcro on your sleeves and gloves. And she gives facials. She says it's kisses. Uh, it's a slime facial. <laughs> it's a complete slime facial. Slime she does your facials. whole face. Good oh job. <laughs> Are there <Jesus>. benefits? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Very but, um, she's incredible and um, very demanding, very demanding. Um, if her udder gets dirty, you know, it's between their back legs. And if her udder gets dirty, she will back into me very gently and lift her leg for me to have oh, access. Oh, that is funny. Yeah, yeah, I think. Oh, that's great. Seeing how they communicate is just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and they each have their own little knickers, you know, where they, they talk to us like, hey, can you open that gate? I, I really want to come out right now. And, <laughs> you know, look at the yeah. time. I want to get, it's time for me to go out. Right. We, we let them, we let one horse at a time have access to the whole place. Oh, I see. So, yeah, they know. That's like, it's oh. my turn in case you didn't know. <laughs> right. Right. Funny. But they're great. They're great. And I still ride, you know, as old as I am, I still ride. I ride my gelding and he's really fun. Oh, that's great. I love, yeah. I love horseback riding. It's been a long time, but I love it. Um, now, if people wanted to get a hold of you or find the books, tell me what the best way is for them to reach out and connect with you. The, the best way to get the books and schedule readings is, is through my website, which is just my name. It's www.terrijay.com. And you can get the books on there. Um, I encourage people to go look at the press kit. Because the press kit has tons of videos and podcasts and, and yes. uh, it's got my sizzle reel and my pilot. And um, it's just lots of great stuff and, and lots of testimonials too. Yeah, I did. We did look at a lot of those and they were really, really interesting. I mean, um, I don't believe in coincidences. I think life's too rich for that. It's There's too much... Um, you know, the universe is intelligent. And yeah. I think that, yeah, so I don't think those are all... Like there's no way those are coincidences and the things you've done and how you've healed them is other animals has been amazing. Oh, so, I love it. Truly amazing. I, mean, I get so excited to do every single reading and I've been at this 33 years. It's wow. like opening Christmas presents. It's like, Ooh, goody. What's in this one? Right. What are we going to get out of this one? Right. Yeah, definitely. Oh, we're going to have to do that. Yeah. So any, any reading coming through about uh, me, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I can't whole- resist. You, you're holding on to uh, grief in your heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need to process it out. And a lot of uh, what grief is, is anger at the person or animal for dying. I see. Yeah. And so one of the ways to process that is to write them a letter and tell them off and then burn it while you say out loud, nobody's ever going to treat me like that again. That also works really good if somebody has been abused in their childhood and can't get over it. 
We can't because get past it's that. disempowerment. It is. Yeah, it is. And so that's one of the great, one of the really great ways of, of doing that, making sure you get rid of all that stuck negative garbage. You know, people have asked me, they say, okay, if we store the negative garbage in our cells and it makes us sick, where do we store all the happy stuff? I mm-hmm. said, it's like freaking fairies flying around your head. That's what it's like. Yeah. When yeah. the happy stuff is all light all, and happy yes, and airy. that's true. But the negative stuff, the Stinks. hurt, the pain, the suffering, um, you know, every time we've been disempowered, we hold that in ourselves and that's what causes disease. Interesting. Yeah, very true. Hmm. Yeah, very true. Um, I'll try to get rid of all that. <laughs> the writing letters is the best way to process it out, but you've got to burn it. You don't want to keep like rereading it. Okay. So you write it all out, burn it. And, and the cool uh, thing is, passed. if it's if it's people that have passed, mm-hmm. they're they, they're not going to know you're doing it because nothing negative goes to the other side. They're all happy campers. Oh, really? Okay. And so let me caution um, the the listeners about this: if you are ever getting a medium reading and they're getting negative stuff, get the heck out of there. Because when somebody dies, they shed off everything that is not a vibrational match to source energy. Okay. And so that garbage looks like, feels like, and sounds like the deceased. It is not them. It is their garbage that is not a vibrational or energetic match to the other side. Now, you can tune into that, and they they believe they're technically connected to the deceased. They're not. They're, They're dumpster diving. They see. are dumpster diving. Okay. okay. So the real no. ones are, there is not that negativity. They've let that go. So their souls are more. Everybody's fine. Okay. Everybody's fine on the other side. And and it's really sad that a lot of mediums, even professional mediums, do not have discernment. They right. cannot tell the difference between positive and negative energy. Interesting. Or they don't even know they're supposed to. Right. So there's just whatever energy they get, they're kind of spewing right. that out. But okay, interesting. Yeah, well, I really am important. definitely intrigued and want to learn your seven steps and and um, and enhance this ability that I think I already have. I've, I've talked oh, about yeah. it on other podcasts. I definitely feel like there have been too many events in my life and too many, um, you know, messages. You get synchronicities yes. Yes. all the time. So many and... I do hear my mom give me thoughts all the time and then they happen right then the next day. And that is not possible. They're like random out there thoughts too. It's not like um, something that would normally happen. So yeah, I believe on that, all that. So I will be for sure wanting to read all of that and hopefully listeners that you can reach out. Um, And then you're also on Instagram. What is the, you know, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Because I do get stuff from Instagram, but I'm not sure. So I, best, I'm not posting on there. I'm got too it. busy. I'm doing readings all day. Yes. So it's like people go, you should have your own podcast. I'm like, when? When was <laughs> the time? Um, but also, yeah, to tell people. So tell us a little bit because you're very reasonable in terms of your readings. Tell us what that costs, how long it is. My rates are 50 and 90 half hour hour, and there's no limit to the number of subjects. So I really try to, even though I'm a TV star now, (laughs) (laughs) even though I'm a TV star, I, I just don't want to raise my rates. I want to just keep it reasonable so that people, you know, can afford it. And I have so many horse clients that are horse poor 
that if I raised my <laughs> rates, I'd lose all of them. Right. I really would. Well, and it sounds like you enjoy doing the reading. So if you oh, pressed yourself out of doing as many, that would right. be a disappointment to you. So yeah, I encourage people to do that um, because I think we can learn so much. And, um, and I, I don't, I try to take care of my clients. So I have regulars that are booked because I have people that want to do intuitive life coaching every month. Hmm. And, and I only let them do it once a month. And then um, um, I try to always save room to book in people who have emergencies or, or they need nice. me right away. So I have openings today. I really okay. do. Right, because you've got those openings left for emergency. Right. Okay, fantastic. Well, so any of you out there, this is what you need to do. You need to reach out and talk to Terry J. Terry, this has been a joy. Thank you so much for sharing your skills and, and what you do. Um, I definitely will be reaching out and I'm definitely going to read all three of those books because I'm beyond intrigued. So thank you for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, Karen. It was really fun. It was a pleasure. And so for everybody, until next time, stay beautiful and be bold.